Well, good morning to all of you. And blessings to all of you as summer is almost coming to its conclusion. It's hard to believe. Yes, it is, Karen. I'm sorry. It's August, and it's soon going to be September, which means summer is coming to its close. But what a wonderful day to say farewell to August and hello to September. Um, this week, the preschool teachers are coming back into session to prepare for the children when they come back uh, a week from uh, Tuesday, right? And we're so ex very excited about that. And uh, we look forward to celebrating that and lifting up our teachers as well as our uh, preschool families today in worship. There's a whole lot of information available to you in the news for the pews, and those are uh, produced and put out there in the Narthex. If you really want a, a hard copy, um, feel free to get out there and, and scour it. There's lots of good things. Today's also um, a, a day that's mixed with uh, mixed emotion as we say farewell to, to Guy and Susie Beal, who have been a part of this ministry for a long, long time, um, but are finding a, a need to relocate to a, a closer place to where they live. And so we're going to spend a few moments blessing them and saying thanks to God for all that they have meant to this ministry. Um, AJ, your president, would like to have a few words with you. Hear me? There we go. Good morning again. I wanted to address everyone in person for a change instead of just putting notices in the bulletin. Our recent change to one service was a difficult decision for me personally. Selfishly, I like early church. I was a loyal 815er, as some of us were, as were the loyal 11 o'clock folks. I won't repeat what Pastor Jeff wrote to us about the specific details. He said it well. Since council made the decision to go with the one service, I've had comments that run the gamut from great decision to mm, not feeling it, AJ, and everything in between. I wish I had a crystal ball or a magic wand to get everybody on board all the time, but unfortunately I don't. So I ask that we try this format for a while and see what happens and how the majority feel. Pastor Jeff, our Elcor staff and crew, meaning all of us, are working on new and innovative programs for us and with us. Jeff, Diana, and Heather have been working together to make our preschool a much sought after school. We only have two spots open for the fall term. And maybe I'm wrong, do we still have two? Okay, <laughs> yay. <laughs> so now that we have the staging in place in the ministry center, you're going to see much more activity from the kids and their families. I remember when I was a director here, we had um, an active kids choir. Now those kids are grown with families of their own. Of course, I haven't aged a bit. But my point is, we have a lot of room to grow our congregation. Moving on, as Pastor Jeff just said, we bid a fond farewell and Godspeed to Susie and Guy. We've been, they've been here forever, I think, and they're longtime members and be greatly missed. But we wish, we wish you all the best, both of you. Thank you for all you've done for us. One more piece of good news. We've hired an administrative assistant. Stacy Collins will be starting on September the 5th. In the interim, Judy Cluett and I are filling in. Judy, Pastor, and myself will be training her in the new position. And Judy, thanks for all your help in the office. I don't know where you are, but thanks. And 
she's done a lot, believe me. Uh, in closing, I ask for your patience and continued input on what we do here at Elcor. I've said it many times in the last 18 or 19 months. Please voice your opinions and concerns. We're all in this together. Thank you all, and God's peace. Thank you, AJ. Let us prepare our hearts and our minds to worship our great God this blessed and beautiful morning. to the baptismal font as we come together as people of God and humbly confess our sins before one another and God and receive the promise of God's forgiveness. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, who forgives all our sin, whose mercy endures forever. Amen. God of all mercy and consolation, come to the help of your people, turning us from our sin to live for you alone. Give us the power of your Holy Spirit that we may confess our sin, receive your forgiveness, and grow into the fullness of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, 
have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways. To the glory of your holy name. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us, and for his sake, God forgives us all our sins. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you.
God, with all your faithful followers of every age, we praise you, the rock of our life. Be our strong foundation and form us into the body of your Son, that we may gladly minister to all the world through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. As the assembly is being seated at this time, I invite the children to come forward, and parents, you are welcome to come forward with them. Jesus said, let the children come. Do not stop them, but urge them on. For to these the kingdom of heaven belongs. As they grow in their faith, the church will grow strong. Jesus said, let the children come. Jesus said, let the children come. Let the children come. If you want, you can gather up here with me because I'm going to show you something and ask you some questions. And so you might want to see what I have in my hand. So come on up here and, and gather around. First of all, good morning. It's good to see you. I have in my hand some rattly things. Do you know what they are? Keys, that's exactly right, those are keys. Let's pull out the biggest one here so we can all see the keys. What do you do with a key? You open stuff, all right? That pretty much lays it right out there, doesn't it? Just open stuff. You use scissors to open You use scissors to open boxes, that is absolutely correct. And you use, you know, I actually sometimes use my key to open boxes. Good, I never, thank you for that. So sometimes my, my keys are my scissors too. But what kinds of things do we open with keys? Locks. locks. And where do we find locks? What is sometimes locked that we need to get into? Safe. A safe. Okay. <laughs> Go right for it, right? What else do we unlock to get into? A door. A door. Like a door to what, for instance? A door to unlock. Okay. Or uh, to get in your vehicle, right? Yes, absolutely. There's a lot of things that we can use keys for, and oftentimes they are to get into something so that we can, our house or a vehicle or a safe or whatever it is that's locked. Well, Jesus says something very interesting today to his followers, the disciples, and, and the people that he liked to teach in his day. And that is that Jesus says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. That's what Jesus tells his followers. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Now, I do not think that Jesus was necessarily talking about a metal key like this. Do you? Probably not. So what did Jesus mean by saying, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven? Well, you know what? If you listen real closely today, you're going to learn what Jesus meant by that. But I'm going to give you a hint up front. And it's a four-letter word that we loved. Oh, I just gave it away. <laughs> that we really, really, really like to use. Can you guess what that four-letter word that starts with an L might be? Love, exactly. Jesus said to, to his followers, I will give you the keys 
of the kingdom of heaven, which is love. If we remember that love unlocks everything, God's love for us, our love for God and one another, it opens up all kinds of opportunities for us to share that love and to make that love grow. So, are you ready for this? I want you to repeat after me. Dear Jesus, thank you for the keys you give us. The keys of heaven, which is love, that opens up life and living. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, one, one thing before you depart, I want you to know that in a little bit, we are going to be singing a song, and I need all of your help, because I'm going to give you a train whistle, and you are going to help me by blowing that train whistle at the, at the right time in the song, and I'll tell you more about it when we sing. But for those of you who are going to use the nursery, you're welcome to do that, and uh, we'll just make sure that the nursery attendant knows to bring them back for the song. All righty? Thumbs up convey to her what I just said, Jim, if you don't mind, and you may return to your seats. Thanks for coming forward. The first reading is from Isaiah. Listen to me, you that pursue righteousness, you that seek the Lord. Look to the rock from which you were hewn, and to the quarry from which you were dug. Look to Abraham, your father, and to Sarah who bore you. For he was but one when I called him, but I blessed him and made him many. For the Lord will comfort Zion. He will comfort all her waste places and will make her wilderness like Eden, her desert like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found in her thanksgiving, and the voice of song. Word of God, word of life. Thanks, Thanks be to God. Now let us join together as we sing Psalm 138 responsively. I will give thanks to you, O Lord, with my whole heart. Before the gods I will sing your praise. I will bow down toward your holy temple and praise your name because of your steadfast love and faithfulness. For you have glorified your name and your word above all things. When I called, you answered me. You increased my strength within me. All the rulers of the earth will praise you, O Lord, when they have heard the word of your mouth. They will sing of the of the Lord, the greatest of glory of the Lord. The Lord is high, he 
second reading is from Romans. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds, so that you may discern what is the will of God? What is good and acceptable and perfect? For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of yourself more highly than you ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body, we have many members, and not all the members have the same function. So we, who are many, are one body in Christ. And individually, we are members, one of, an, one of another. We have gifts that differ accordingly to the grace given to us, prophecy in proportion to faith, ministry in ministering, the teacher in teaching, the exhorter in exhortation, the giver in generosity, the leader in diligence, the compassionate in cheerfulness. Word of God, word of life. Thanks, Thanks be to God. Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Now, when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, Some say John the Baptist, but others Elijah, and still others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, 
And on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he sternly ordered the disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Jesus said, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ. Amen. We all have sorts, all sorts of ways available to us to gain access to things, right? As we discussed with the children at the children's moment, keys being the most traditional, of course. Many of us carry electronic fobs which allow us access to our motor vehicles or buildings or areas within buildings. We have passwords that enable us to access our computers, our, our tablets, and our smartphones. Facial thumbprint recognition is something that we typically utilize to access many things, including bank accounts or, or uh, credit card statements and those sorts of things. Well. Jesus knew something about access and its importance for people's lives. So when Jesus said to Peter and the disciples, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, Jesus was offering something quite different from our modern-day fobs and facial and thumb recognition technology, but something magnificently precious. Indeed, what Jesus gave as a gift and promise that continues to give us access to a world of goodness, meaning, and vital purpose even today is what we're here to talk about and embrace on this blessed day. The keys of the kingdom of heaven. Notice, Jesus doesn't say the keys to the kingdom of heaven, but the keys of the kingdom of heaven. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. The truth is, we humans, we, we tend to make life and the living of it a whole lot more difficult than it really has to be. Amen. Yes. One of the fascinating things about the stories in the Bible, though, is, is how for generations we tend to attach all kinds of you might say, human-imposed rules and, and regulations as ways we invent to gain access or think we can gain access to God and the ways of God. The Ten Commandments comes to mind as an example. Right out of the earliest books of the Bible, God presents Moses and the people of Israel with the Ten Commandments. Now, while God gave the Ten Commandments, for example, as keys to understanding God's will for our lives, that is, ways in which we can live harmoniously in relationship with God, with family, with community, people, my goodness, no sooner than received these keys of the kingdom of heaven, but they began to rekey them for their own purpose, for our own human purposes. 
adding layers and layers of, of human-made rules and regulations. Sooner than later, even the Ten Commandments, instead of keys of heaven, were used to lock people out, to exclude people, and to refuse access because essentially the Ten Commandments were no longer used as keys of heaven, which God intended, but rather keys to heaven. That's not what Jesus said. Humans constructed out of them a barrier between God and people. Indeed, between people and God. God gave the Ten Commandments essentially saying, Friends, my children, be in awe of me. Trust me and love me above everything else. Now, that's not so unreasonable as a request from the one who created us, right? What was meant to be keys of heaven, humans made into barriers. Jesus comes along, thanks be to God, and reorients the world by his words and through his deeds, the original intent of the commandments, to live harmoniously with God, with family, with community. Jesus, when asked what the greatest commandment is, replied this, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your body, with all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Many of you, like me, have a key ring, right? Either in your pocket or in your purse. And on it, you likely have all kinds of keys, giving you access to, to lots of places and things, maybe even safes. <laughs> I have my car fob, my, my apartment building fob, and keys to the church, to my office, to the, uh, the apartment door, and the file drawer that I use, and on and on with keys. Jesus taught his followers that there is only one key necessary to access relationship with God and with one another. Paul, in his letter to the followers of Jesus in, or the, uh, the followers of Jesus in Rome, in the very next sentence from what we read today, thank you, Bob, for reading the scriptures for us, writes this, let love be genuine. Let love be genuine. The keys of heaven of which Jesus speaks is often hidden in plain sight, but it needn't be. When Jesus taught that the, to love God and to love one another were the keys of heaven, it, it was to reorient us to that genuine truth in relationship which is what God intended from the very beginning. Apart from all of the impossible layers of rules and regulations that we tend to impose on what otherwise is intended to be commandments in love, Jesus holds out the only set of keys that really matter. Love. Love. Love is what gives us access to a harmonious relationship with God, with family, with community. The significance of Jesus for his followers then is that Jesus embodies pure love. Do you see that? 
Jesus shows what harmonious relationship with God, with family, and what community looks like, and then invites us into that. Not only does Jesus fulfill, as he said, the law, that is, the commandments and the prophecies, but Jesus does this by first loving God and loving others as he knows himself to be loved. You see, he embodies it for us and then invites us into it. Friends, the the keys of heaven are already yours. They're already yours. And the church celebrates this gift in holy baptism. By God's word coupled with the element of water which God created, you and I are empowered with the keys of heaven. Indeed, we are, in a word, reborn to eternal love. Essential for harmonious relationship with God, with family, with community. Coincidentally, and I love this part of the, the Jesus story, Jesus articulated his intention to give these keys of heaven to Peter. Now, he, along with the other disciples, if you've studied their behaviors well enough and closely enough, they do not seem particularly worthy to be able to handle something as precious as the keys of heaven, particularly Peter. Certainly not by the standards of smart, wise, trustworthy, able, never doubting, and always dependable, overachieving, top-notch, and admirable people. That does not describe the disciples. And yet, in so many ways, they, as they prove to be disappointing to both Jesus and to themselves, what does Jesus do? But entrust them all the same. To entrust them all the same. And guess what? (laughs) They were you, and they were me. And it's into theirs and our hearts that Jesus gives the keys of heaven. In turn, then, let's strive to use these keys to give access wherever we go to the origin of life itself, the opportunity with every single breath that we breathe, every word that we speak, every step that we take to move in the direction of God's love and to love others just as we are loved. Each time you retrieve your own set of keys or your fob from your pocket or your purse, Remember what you have in addition to that jangling mess that we carry around with us. You have the keys of heaven. And what a world it will be when we employ such keys, yes? To love. To love. Let the world, indeed, let this church echo the world as together we say, Amen. Amen.
assembly continues to remain standing, I invite Heather Gunter, Emily Wantuk, you have to put your guitar down though, Danielle Nip, Tracy Brodeur, uh, Kim Jacobs, Whitney Dotty, Joe Morrow, and I think Jennifer is not able to be with us today, correct? Come, come forward here and face our beloved congregation. These are our uh, 2023-2024 administration and teachers from Lutheran Church of Reconciliation Preschool, and they are an amazing group of individuals. Um, all of them um, are returning this year from being here last year and, and for many, uh, lots of years. Uh, and then Joe is, is Joe, she, she has filled in here and there, but is joining um, the ranks of staff this year, and we are so very blessed to have these folks. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the sky proclaims its maker's handiwork. Teach us your ways, O God. Take knowledge rather than gold, for all that you may desire cannot compare with wisdom. Teach us your ways, O God. Know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, so that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Teach us your ways, O God. O God, source of all goodness, we give you thanks for the gift of reason and the opportunity for education. Bless our schools, especially Lutheran Church of Reconciliation Preschool, that they may be places of learning and safety where teachers challenge the minds and nurture the hearts of their students. Grant that teachers and students may work together in mutual respect and find joy in the challenges of school life through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Amen. Bless our preschool staff. Empower them to be bearers of your amazing grace and love. Amen. Bless our preschool children and their families that this precious year may be a year of expressed curiosity, of joyful experiences, and in concert with your love for them, the opportunity to express their love for you and for one another, their families and the staff. Amen. We look forward to the beginning of this school year in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. I think a round of applause for these wonderful people is in order. And as the teachers return to their seats, we continue with the prayers of intercession. Confident that God receives our joys and concerns, let us offer our prayers for the church, those in need, and all of creation. God of Sarah and Abraham, inspire your church to pursue righteousness in its ministry. Equip us to share your compassion that unites us as one family of faith. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. Remind us that from the beginning of creation, you knit together a world meant for harmony. Protect and restore the wasted places to joy and gladness. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. 
Stir the leaders of nations and towns, militaries and courts to respond to your teachings. Let your call for justice reach all people and bring deliverance where there is oppression. Hear us, O God. Show your steadfast love and faithfulness to those in despair. Increase their strength. Care for all who feel low. Keep safe any in the midst of trouble and protect vulnerable people from harm. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. Remember those for whom we pray within our own church family, especially those listed on our prayer concerns, as well as those we name aloud or in the quiet of our thoughts. Noreen, Marshall, Anne, and Dulles. Bring them peace and healing. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. Encourage those who offer their gifts and talents in service to your church. Energize this congregation's rostered and layman readers, musicians, teachers, greeters, and administrators, so they may be transformed in sharing your grace. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. God of all the saints, death is overcome in Christ's resurrection. We rejoice with the faithful departed. Sustain us in hope until we come at last to our heavenly home. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. Into your hands, O God. We command all for whom we pray, in the name of the one who reconciled all creation to himself, Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you always. Let us turn to one another as we offer a gesture of peace for those in the room, but also turning to the red lights on the camera and offering peace to those who worship with us online. as she is getting the plates for the offering. There, um, you may be seated, but I also want to invite the children to please come forward, and parents, if you need to come forward with them, um, they're going to help with this next song. So please come forward, children. I know we had more children in the house. Where'd they go? There you go. These have never touched lips, I promise you. They will now touch your lips. That's a specially tuned one right there. Here, stay up here. Sorry. Stay, that, that's a good place right there. Where did, where did our children go? Oh, 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 okay. All right. Well, we have enough here. I'm going to need you to blow extra hard when it's time. Are you ready? Okay. Oh, here we go. Yay. Here we go. Excellent. Come on up here, you guys. I got a gift for you. There you go. There you go. So these are train whistles. And we're going to sing a song together. And sh sh Kenzie, show them how they're blow to blow on them. They're oh, come on. Here you go, buddy. Just 
do it. All right. Let me show you how this goes. You ready? That's how you blow a train whistle. Here you go. All righty. Okay, I've got to get another one. That's a good problem to have. I did not, I didn't un unwrap enough. I'm gonna use my keys to open this one. Maybe, there we go. Maybe, that's right. Here we go. All right, there's your train whistle. So everybody come over here, right by Miss Diana, okay? And this will be our train whistle choir. All right, come on over here. And when I say go, I want you all to blow them together as, as one big practice. Are you ready? On your mark, get set, go. Oh, this is gonna be fun. Are you ready? Hold on now. Hold on. Wait, don't blow them yet. Hold on to them. Ready? Hold them like right, right here. Are you ready? The gospel train is a common. I hear it round the bend. I hear the car wheels rumbling and rolling through the land. Now get on board, little children, get on board. They already are. Little children, get on board. Little children, there's room for many more. Are you ready? One big one. Oh, where am I on the page? I hear the train a coming. She's coming round the bend. It loosened all her steam and brakes and straining every nerve. Then get on board, little children, get on board. Little children, get on board. Little children, there's room for many a more. Are you ready? One big one. Oh my. The fare is cheap and all can go. The rich and poor are there. No second class aboard this train. No difference in the fare. Now get on board. Little children, get on board. Little children, get on board. Little children. There's room for many more. One big one, ready? Uh, good job. Good job, good job. Now, I'm going to ask you to do something that is going to defy logic. Can you take those back with you? and? You don't have to blow them again until after the church service. <laughs> you may return to your seats or the nursery or whatever. <laughs> Good job.
God of field and forest, sea and sky, you are the giver of all good things. Sustain us with these gifts of your creation and multiply your graciousness in us that the world may be fed with your love through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right and our duty that we should at all times and in all places offer thanks and praise to you, O Lord, Holy Father, through Christ our Lord, who on this day overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. And so with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, blessed it, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Let us join as with one voice as we sing together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, our Father, in
All people are called to Christ's table. Come, eat what is good. Thanks be to God. The communion is open to all. Come forward as you receive. Hold out your hands for the host. Um, if you desire to have gluten, there is a gluten-free um, uh, carafe for you to reach into and then receive the, the cups. In the center are the, the lighter liquid, which is grape juice, and out on the other edges are um, the wine. Come, for all is prepared.
thank you, generous God, for the refreshment we have received at your banquet table. Send us now to spread your generosity into all the world through the one who is our dearest treasure, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. The God who calls across the cosmos and speaks in the smallest seed, bless, keep, and sustain you now and to the end of the age. At this time, I invite Guy and Susie to please come forward for the farewell and Godspeed. It is not a secret that these wonderful people have been so deeply involved in the fabric of, of life throughout the years here at Lutheran Church of Reconciliation. Um, between them, they've been a Christian, educator, a Christian education director, uh, taught Sunday school and led the, uh, the Bible and biscuits. And back in the day, you were on the, the board for the preschool and took care of uh, uh, ministries that helped others in, in through this place. And so it is with mixed blessing that we come to this place today. And as you leave our congregation, we wish to bid you farewell. A reading from Exodus. The Lord said, I am going to send an angel in front of you to guard you on the way and to bring you to the place that I have prepared. In holy baptism, our Lord Jesus Christ received you and made you members of his church. When you came to this Lutheran Church of Reconciliation, we rejoiced to welcome you into the mission we share as the people of God in this place. In this community, you have come to know and to share in God's loving purpose for you and for all creation. God has blessed you in this community, and God has blessed us through you. We encourage you to continue to receive and share God's gifts in your next congregation, united with us in the body of Christ and the mission we share. Let us pray. I invite the congregation to pray this prayer out loud with me. Eternal God, we thank you for Susie and Guy and for the time we have shared with them as they have been a blessing to us. So send them forth to be a blessing to others. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. I haven't known you long, <laughs> but I feel like I've known you forever, and I will miss you deeply, but I know that this is not goodbye. This is just farewell until we meet again. And let me present a gift card from the congregation as, uh, as you depart. Hopefully you'll enjoy a good dinner together on us. God love you. We sing the hymn, Blessed Be the Tie That Binds.
Go in peace. Share the harvest. Thanks be to God.